Hi, this is Amber. I am a healer and a teacher. My website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. And my work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose sessions, sacred union healing, and intuitive readings. Welcome to this podcast. Um, This is in a series of podcasts called the Taboo Series, which has been inspired by the stuff that we just don't talk about, you know, the stuff that we want to say, don't say, sometimes say in circles, sometimes say in private sessions, but feel it feels like needs to be said. So, um, yeah, welcome. <laughs> so today's Taboo series is focused on, um, I don't really have a title for it really, but I think the focus is land healing, uh, sac- circles at sacred sites, um, uh, in inverted commas, uh, Native American ceremonies on sites, um, and that kind of thing, you know. So by that I mean, I mean this happens a lot. And it, do you know what? It didn't happen so much five, six years ago. It was quite an unusual thing if you wanted to do a circle um, on land, or you wanted to uh, do a circle or some kind of ceremony on a solstice or a new moon or a full moon. I remember doing things like this um, in various sacred sites, and it being something really unusual that people had never taken part in before but really wanted to take part in and then over the last few years it's kind of exploded and every other day there's a ceremony happening somewhere in London or somewhere on a sacred site in the UK or around the world and it's usually under the banner of we're going to connect in with these energies we're going to bring healing to the land we're going to do a Native American ceremony um And my experience with going to these things is that 90% of the time they lack incredible authenticity, integrity and clarity. And that sounds like a horrible thing to say, um, because I'm sure that there are some incredible people out there doing incredible work. And I've worked with a lot of them and that's been a real honor and a privilege. But what I have found is that when working with those that have integrity and are clear channels for spirit, that they don't do it. They don't advertise it on a Facebook page. They don't advertise it on a newsletter. They do it silently with a select group of people. The work is done with humility and with silence. And by that, I mean that there isn't a fanfare. You're not paying hundreds of pounds or or whatever to, to attend a ceremony This isn't about ego. It's not going to be posted on Instagram. There's not going to be people taking photos of this ceremony. It's all going to be done in a very sacred, ancient way. So whenever I see the opposite, whenever I'm seeing Facebook events, Twitter events, Instagram photos, photo opportunities, videos being taken, all my red flags go up and it just doesn't feel authentic to me. Because our connection to the land is not about an Instagram post. It's not about a YouTube clip and it's not about money. Our connection to the land is our most profound connection. It's ancestral, it's primal, it's what reminds us of who we are, it takes us to Mother, Father, God, it heals us, it sustains us. My take on all of this is the land doesn't need healing. I mean, the land needs respect. The land needs honoring. Our seasons need respect. But the land doesn't need healing. She will heal herself. Mother Earth will heal herself and she will do it either calmly or chaotically. The more we work against her, the more chaotic it will be. But she will always survive. It's us that won't survive the conditions that this planet might have to evolve into creating in order to survive. That's the thing. You know, planets will always survive and evolve. They might become uninhabitable for certain species or for mankind, but they'll be inhabitable for the species that adapts. And mankind isn't adapting. Mankind is enforcing 
their way, man's way of living on planet Earth. And there is, there is the kind of battle, there is the war. So in the circles and the ceremonies that are saying we're going to heal the land, yet again, it is man imposing an idea of what healing looks like on the land. So who decreed that healing the land is, is I don't know, singing a song or planting something or drumming or singing? Like who decreed that's how you heal the land? We heal the land by listening to what the land has to say to us, by honouring the seasons, by honouring our animals, the water, the air, by honouring the plant life, by honouring animals, by honouring each other. A lot of these people who are running these ceremonies, I mean, I've seen it myself, you're in ceremony, it's a land healing ceremony, and there we have it, you know, something's being thrown in, into the land uh, which isn't natural material, which isn't natural, right? So there's some kind of toxicity already being poured into the land. I see people tying things around trees or tying things to create um, sacred symbols, they say, and yet I see that it's not natural materials that are being used. Um, I see the way people walk across the land, the way they'll kind of hack stuff out of the way so they can have their circle or their space, the way litter is thrown. I see the way people talk about each other, how much often bitchiness they can be in the spiritual community or how much backbiting they can be. And it's even worse because it's done with intention. You know, people in the spiritual community really know how to throw a spear into someone's back because they know the energetic intention that can create that. Um, I see how much competition there is. I see how much ego there is. And then I see people taking photos of themselves and posting it on Instagram and calling themselves earth angels. And none of this screams integrity to me. Um, and it's probably taboo to say it to some people, but it needs to be said because once we lance this boil, it can drain and we can start again and actually have some integrity and humility in the work that we do. So the land doesn't need healing. We're the ones that need healing. We need to heal our relationship, heal and repair our relationship with the land. We need to heal our relationship with ourselves. So when we value ourselves, we're going to value plant life, animal life. We're going to value this planet. You know, we can't say that we love we can't say that we love the land or we, that we're here to do healing ceremonies and then treat each other with disrespect, bitch about each other, say nasty things about people, throw litter on the ground, eat food that we don't know where it's come from, shop at supermarkets um, that, that are giving us food that's basically been made in a laboratory. We, we take long plane journeys halfway across the world and pollute the planet. We can't say that we love the planet and do all these things. That's hypocritical. If we truly say that we want to heal the land and we're here to heal the land, that requires us to live a life that is in sync with the land. So I would expect all these people that run these circles to then be living in yurts somewhere, uh, eating in season and living in complete harmony with the land. I wouldn't expect them to be in their homes with double glazing and central heating, um, using water wastefully as we all do, um, shopping mindlessly as we all do. Uh, using chemical products, whether you're washing your hands and that, using hair dye, using uh, makeup, lipstick, whatever. Like, if we're going to really walk the talk, then we have to truly walk the talk, not live a very materialistic life and then every now and then go off and do a drumming circle and say, this is a Lakota ceremony, I'm here to heal the land. That's just bullshit. So my advice would be, for any that this resonates with, when you actually see that, when you see a Facebook event or an Instagram post or something inviting you to these ceremonies to heal the land, actually ask yourself who is running these ceremonies and how do they live their lives? 
meet with these people, talk to them on the phone, ask them where they learnt their traditions from. Did they sit with medicine men and women and learn these ceremonies that they're now going to pass down? Do they have permission to pass down these ceremonies? A lot of indigenous ceremonies are not meant to be passed down in this way, in such an open way. They're meant to be done sacredly in circle uh, with an intimate group of people and with reverence. So have these conversations, find out who you're actually going to be sharing space with you know don't give your power away like this that you go to some ceremony because you think it's going to be amazing because it's in Stonehenge and it's run by someone who runs workshops or does retreats or has her her or his or own healing practice don't give your power away in that way you know really start to inform yourself what is the integrity what is the integrity of the person that I am going to be sharing space with The danger of doing these ceremonies is what they do is that they actually cause more damage to the land than not. Not only physically, if you just think about the foot traffic, the cars that are coming, you know, that sort of pollution, just that in itself causes damage to the land. But also the intention with which people are coming. You know, some people are coming with sacred intentions. Some people are coming confused. Some people know what they're doing. Some people don't know what they're doing. Some people are sort of setting up, oh, we've set up a grid. We've set up a pyramid you know, a crystal grid to heal the land, a vortex grid, whatever. A lot of people that are doing this stuff are working at a really high level and are doing incredible work to realign energies on this planet. And some of these people are not. Some of these people are confused. I talk about this in the angelic Reiki training, in that we have levels of consciousness. And um, most of the time, what most people are connecting to is the astral plane. The astral plane is... um, it's sort of like the dream plane. The astral plane is where it's a it's a free for all really. It's where people can get messages from in inverted commas spirit from those that have passed over. It's where we're picking up on other people's thought forms. It's where we're picking up on the collective consciousness. And a lot of times people are connecting to the astral plane and believe that they're connecting to their, you know, their spirit guides or to their angels or, you know, a specific angel I'm connecting to Archangel Michael or I'm connecting to this ascended master, I'm connecting to Jesus, I'm connecting to Mary Magdalene, but actually they're just connecting at the astral plane. They haven't gone any higher than that because you have to sort of sift your way through. If you imagine the astral plane, if if you've got a radio and you're tuning in stations, that kind of white noise that you find as you're trying to tune in between stations and you've got a snippet of this and a snippet of that, that's the astral plane. And most people are plugging in there. So most of the time when we go for readings and things and people are giving us information, some of which hits and some of which doesn't, it's because they're connecting to us on the astral plane. So they're connecting to our thought forms, what people have said about us, maybe some spirit guides that are around us, someone that's passed away. But to get the true connection, we have to find our truest connection to our higher selves and to our sense of what is God, spirit, universe. And that takes dedication and clarity and keeping your channel clear and lack of ego. And the bottom line is if someone is on very, very present on social media, very present and Instagramming and, you know, tweeting and whatever, every single thing that they do, I question the level of integrity as a healer, as a clear channel, because the more you immerse yourself in the toxicity of the world, the less you are a clear channel. I in no shape or form say that I am the clearest channel. But I do know that when I was healing full time for about two or three years, I completely removed myself from the world in many ways through choice. I loved it. 
I didn't go into town. I didn't go to pubs and bars. I didn't go to the cinema. I didn't go to the theatre. I didn't watch much television. I didn't listen to mainstream music. I spent my time out in nature. I was constantly focused on the healing work. I taught Reiki. I ran drumming circles. I immersed myself in that community. So I didn't mix with anything of a different vibration. Everything was of the same vibration. And it, it was of a very high vibration. And if something didn't resonate with that, if I didn't like an environment or I didn't like a piece of music or I didn't you know, like something that I was watching, I would just turn it off. I would just disconnect from it. So my energy wasn't getting gunked up with, with other stuff. And I wasn't on social media. I mean, I used social media. I used YouTube to to put out um, educational videos. And I tweeted stuff that I was doing. But I even now don't really know how to use Instagram as a healer because it doesn't really make sense. Like, why would I take a picture of myself doing a healing? What's that got to do with anything? So I know it's a way to reach people. But the moment you walk into that matrix is you just, it's like you lose a level of your integrity and you lose a level of your connection to a high vibration you lower your vibration because you're stepping into a vibration that is lower you know social media is a low vibration because if you imagine social media is like walking into king's cross station you know it's like walking into a very busy place and in that space there's going to be some amazing people some amazing stuff you know and there's going to be some stuff that's not amazing and Imagine walking down Oxford Street or the busiest high street that you know and keeping your channel clear. That's what social media is like. So if healers are on social media promoting, prompting you to come to events, you know, sacred circles or whatever, question it. Just question it. Because the true authentic healers, the ones that I've worked with, the true kind of, the ones that I feel are true, they're not out there. You know, they might barely have a website. It's all word of mouth. And the people that need to find them, find them. Like, what what does social media give you other than I want to reach as many people as possible? And yes, they can be a very um, altruistic reason for that. But we can reach many people by just being out on the streets in life. We don't necessarily have to do it from a social media platform. The minute we set up YouTube channels and Instagram pages and this, that and the other, what we're actually doing is saying, I am a celebrity healer. I am the next guru. Um, and gurus are, are not where it's at. Um, so my take on these uh, land healing ceremonies is that they're causing more damage than not. Um, I read recently that um, there is a road that they want to build through Stonehenge that's basically going to destroy the sacred site. Now, my take on that is that road wouldn't be being built if Stonehenge hadn't been so abused by the people that have come to it and tampered with the energies. It had a power of its own at one time that was sacred and people knew that when they were walking into that vortex of power, they had to do so with humility because the land was there to heal them. They weren't there to heal the land. It's all changed now. People now go to Stonehenge to do ceremonies, to heal Stonehenge, to heal the land, to do this, that and the other. You've got all kinds of people going there as they did at one point, but with the way that we are so, um, the way that media works now, the way that communication works now, you know, if you think about 10, 20 years ago, it was very different to gather, you know, gathering a group of people together meant picking up the phone and making a load of phone calls and, um, 
it was just a slower process. Now, if you want to gather a group of people together, you create a Facebook event and boom, suddenly everyone's there within 24 hours, less than. So that creates a lot of traffic to these sacred sites, more so than happened in previous times. And the energy of these places is dissipated because what people are doing is they're going there and tampering with the energies rather than saying, I'm just here to observe. I'm just here to listen. I'm here to listen to the bird song. I'm here to listen to the land. What does the land have to tell me? It becomes about, this is what I want to tell the land. Here's a song that I've got. Here's a drum that I want to do. Here's some rattling that I want to do. Here's a ceremony I want to do, rather than what is the land telling me? And the true nature of working with the land is that it's a conversation. And I've yet to find that in any of these ceremonies that I've sometimes been to. But the truest ceremonies have been about that. They've been the stillest and the most quiet and the least advertised. Um, so what these ceremonies are doing is just kind of breaking up the energy, the power of these places. So, of course, roads are going to be built and these these sacred sites are going to lose their sacredness because we are abusing them through the nature of these pointless ceremonies that people are going to. That we are going to because we're seeking something. But the thing is, you don't need to go to a ceremony that's advertised on Facebook, run by someone who says that they're a healer because they trained in X, Y or Z. If you want to connect the land and do a ceremony on a solstice or a new moon or a full moon, you can do it. You have that information in you. It's encoded in your DNA. You are you are your own best healer in so many ways. If you want to connect the land, go for a walk and listen to the land. Watch the signs that come up. Sit with your back up against a tree and breathe in the energy of the tree. Look up at the sky. Really listen to birdsong. Listen to the waves, and that will give you all the information that you need. You don't need someone there passing down a tradition that it may not even be theirs to pass down. Native American traditions are not there to be passed down in any old way. They're such sacred traditions that have just been uh, hijacked by the white man. Um, And it's shameful the way that's happened. Um, And sometimes it's happened with permission and sometimes it's been coercive permission but it's shameful find your own branch of connecting you know we have and had and have shamanism in this land it's celtic shamanism it's druidry it's very different from the lakota uh tradition um it's very different from the inuit tradition it's very different from um the sioux tradition like we we just we kind of lump it under one heading and say oh this is native american and therefore it's shamanic and therefore it's about working with the land but we have those traditions to do with this land in the uk just like every land will have their own traditions um so i think that's really vital as well that there needs to be integrity in this and there needs to be integrity with your relationship with the land um The best way to heal the land is to live mindfully on the land. The best way to heal the land is to respect the land in how you respect the waters and the airs and the animals. You know, do you kill spiders when they come into your home? Do you trample on ants when they're in front of you? Do you um, do you recycle? Um, do you know where your food comes from? Do you buy locally sourced food? Are you... Uh, are you a big meat eater? Are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? Like These are all personal questions that we ask in terms of how can I live in harmony with the land? 
we don't go eat at McDonald's and then go to a, some drumming ceremony and say that we've done something amazing. That's utter bullshit. That's utter bullshit. Um, and it's uh, it's creating a kind of sordidness in in the spiritual world and a sordidness in ceremony. You know, ceremony, sacred circle, speaking your truth, all of these things that had a real kind of power to them, these phrases have just become sordid. So pick mindfully, consider mindfully, have integrity, question your intentions, question the intentions of those involved, do your research, who are you, where did you train, what gives you the authority to run this ceremony, what traditions are you passing down, who taught you these traditions, why are you passing these traditions down, how will we respect the land, how will we make sure that the land is not harmed by the work that we do, will we listen to the land, Um, all of this, don't just jump to a ceremony because it sounds like a cool thing to do i know lots of people do that but it's it's not it's not that lacks integrity and here endeth the lesson for the taboo series so as i said this is talking about the things that we don't often talk about i have a very different vibe to this series um but a lot of this stuff needs to be said the website is sacredspacehealing.org sacredspacehealing.org please have a look you may find that my work has integrity and you may find that it doesn't. And if it doesn't, then it's not the work for you. And if it calls to you, then please drop me a line. And if there's a way that I can assist you at this time, it would be my honor and my privilege to do so. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.